For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You know what time it is. We're back. David and Travis Ware as your hosts for the UCLA Bruins basketball podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. We have a great show for you in store today. We will be talking the Bruins win over the UCSB Gauchos, and we will look ahead to the Bruins' next opponent, the UNLV Running Rebels. All right, Dave, let's get this show off and rolling. The Bruins start the season 2-0. Um, like the first game, the Bruins did start slow against the Gauchos, but they did rally in the second half, outscoring their opponent um, 45-27, to securing a 16-point victory over UCSB. Does the slow start for the Bruins cause any concern for you? Not at this point in the season, simply because it's so early. I think it's something they're going to learn to um, adapt to and overcome. Um, but it's also important to note that this was a very good Santa Barbara team. They're, they're picked to finish first in their conference, so they're a formidable opponent. But what I did like from the Bruins was on the offensive end, it seemed that they were playing with more pace, better pace. Um, there wasn't a lot of standing. They were cutting. Uh, they were finishing their cuts, but also they were looking to catch and shoot. Yeah. I thought... Two, two plays in particular you know, stand out to me. Jules Bernard, catch and pop corner three, catch and pop corner three. Yeah. Guys that are just like taking their shots when they come, not trying to force the issue. For sure. I thought Jalen Hill obviously stood out because of what he, what he did in the second half. He was a monster, finishing with what, 22, 22 and 10. 22 and 10, yeah. Um, but for me, I would almost say Jules Bernard was a player game for myself just because... 20 points off the bench, 20, matching yeah. his career high. He But he played his role so efficiently in the beginning of the game... I think that's going to be important for him going forward is to catch his rhythm by knocking down those those open spot up threes because that seems to get him going and give him confidence. I don't. I think when he starts forcing the issue and starts taking the starting to drive more and four and four shots into the paint, that's where he gets sped up and maybe has a couple unforced turnovers. So I really really liked what I saw from him. Um, it was very promising. And again, I thought the Bruins. I thought Santa Barbara started off as the aggressors at the beginning of the Kind of like Long Beach State did in their first game. Definitely. Even even three quarters through that game, yeah. Long Beach State looked like the aggressor. Yeah, but I think the Bruins... So, the start of the game, the Bruins were on their heels in transition a lot. Um, we weren't picking up the ball. Uh, we, weren't, we weren't as effective on the offensive end, but... It didn't look like we were making... Uh, the Gauchos uncomfortable with their movements and exactly. uncom- their their ball handlers uncomfortable. I thought, and we uh, just to go over some some game stats real quick. Uh, field goal percentage: UCLA shot forty three. They did surprise, not surprisingly, but they shot fifty percent from three. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, and then outscored. I think the Bruins. This could be the Bruins' identity. They outboarded the Gauchos by fourteen. It was twenty six to forty. I think that's going to be the Bruins' staple this year, mm-hmm. all year long. Forced 14 turnovers and um, had five steals. So. Yeah, we also took care of the ball. Only nine turnovers. That's that's really that's really good to that, see. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about what we saw in the first half. 
you know, the slow start that UCLA got off mm. to and the contradiction of what we saw in the second half. Well, like I said, the Bruins were on their heels a lot in the first half. They weren't the aggressor. We were allowing them to get into the paint very easily. And and Santa Barbara has some good shooters, so they were finding shooters. Santa Barbara was ready to catch and shoot those threes. Um, so we were having a hard time getting to those rotations and closing out to shooters because our one-on-one defense wasn't what it needed to be in the first half. But it was very evident to see from the start of the second half with the ball pressure on the perimeter, the deflections. Prince Ali, I think, really sparked that second half run for the Bruins with a couple deflections and some steals and transition dunks and finishes. Yeah. That really got us off and rolling and helped us increase the uh, the distance in between the Santa Barbara. And I liked our bigs um, interior defense against one of the better bigs that mm-hmm. they may see all year. And, and so that's mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, limiting him to seven total points on three for six shooting. Um, that was nice to see. I think the bigs for UCLA are going to be almost like a safety net for our team this year because they're just so big and strong and dominant on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but, think, I mean, so is, he's a very good player. I Throughout the course of the game, I was watching. This is a guy who had offers from quite a few Pac-12 schools and a school like Virginia. So he was a big-time player, and that was a great test for Jalen Hill and Cody Riley um, to go against. Yeah. Um, moving on to the, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the second half, but what do you think triggered such a lopsided change in change of pace and just a scoring discrepancy between UCSB and the UCLA Bruins in the second? With the Bruins using the defensive end as their staple, I think that's going to translate into great offensive production. That energy, you know, you know how it is when we played, if we were getting stops on the defense, it's where you get your energy. It's exactly. Everyone's talking, everyone's rotating, you get a couple stops and then you come down the offensive end and you're much more aggressive. Um, But from the Bruins on the offensive end, I thought we were really balanced. Um, we had a really good inside-out attack. Even though Cody Riley was a little bit under the weather with the flu, he still had you know a great impact on the game with eight points, three rebounds. We had Jalen Hill with 22 points. Um, Prince Ali with 12. Chris Smith, another great game. Chris um, Smith had another good, great game. 13 points, five assists. Shooting 50% from three on the year, three for six, small sample size, but it's nice to see that he's taking those shots and making those shots. But this is what I don't understand when I watch him play a little bit, is he tends to pass up open threes and dribble into contested mid-range jump shots. For a guy who's shooting a good percentage and seems to be comfortable shooting that three-point shot, why not just take it? Why not take it when you're open? That should be something that, that should be your your first choice. Um, so I know we had our doubts early on. Well, it's still early in the season, um, but we see Chris Smith shooting 50% from the three so far to start the year. Tiger, 42.7. Um, Jules came out and shot the three ball really well um, against the Gauchos. So um, to see them shooting the ball, it kind of it, it, it puts me at ease a little bit. It gives me hope that we will get easy buckets and we will be able to catch and shoot and then open up the lane for our more athletic guys. Well, i tell you this much. Um, for a team that is out-rebounding their opponents like the UCLA Bruins have been doing um, and maybe surprisingly shooting the ball better, they're definitely not a team that's going to finish eighth in the Pac-12. I mean, there's I, I don't see – I've seen the other Pac-12 teams play. I can't imagine this Bruin team finishing outside of the top four or five. Yeah. No way. And let's talk a little bit about the Pac-12. I know you've been watching some college basketball. Obviously, I have too. Uh, the Pac-12 has only lost two games so far to start this year. 
Uh, we also have we have we have four teams in the top twenty five right now, it, which is great. Compared to a year ago, it's it's very promising. I think the Pac twelve is going to be a super competitive conference this year. Uh, a lot of talent from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I like what I saw. I mean, I watched Washington play. Coach Haskins up there has um, has those guys playing really well. A lot of talent. A lot of athletes. They play really good. They they run that zone, so they force they force teams to shoot from the outside, which at this level. You know, it's kind of make or miss de- determining on the teams that you play against. Not all these teams are great shooters. So I like what they run. Oregon looks good. Arizona looks good. Arizona's got that great um, that great backcourt mm-hmm. in uh, Manning and Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're exciting. Um, but SC, SC's big. The big dude from um, out Chino Hills mm-hmm. played with the Ball Brothers. Looks fantastic to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think that... If the Pac-12 is able to keep this up, we could potentially see you know, three or four, at least three or four teams get into the tourney at the end of the year. I would say four. The, I mean, the way the non-conference has been so far, the, the what what are we, sixteen and two or eighteen and two, something, something like, along those lines. Yeah, so that's that's fantastic for the conference as a whole, and that's just going to make the UCLA's resume look even that much better come conference play if we can if we can finish towards the top. Yeah, and we we do have a test coming up in UNLV, and then all these big pre-conference tournaments are coming up we got the Mountain Invitational so that's where we're gonna get our money's worth and see where the Pac-12 is gonna fare and where the Bruins are gonna fare heading into conference. Getting back and talking a little bit about the game against UCSB I want to talk a little bit about Tiger. Um, Obviously he struggled scoring the ball this game but I don't want it to be overlooked his his impact on the game and his ability to continue to facilitate and keep his teammates involved. As a young point guard, I think he showed great poise in his ability to still facilitate the offense and make sure everything was running smoothly, despite the fact that he wasn't scoring at maybe his usual rate. He still went out there at six assists, only had one turnover, controlled the pace of the game, and got the Bruins into what they were trying to do offensively, which was really promising to see. Uh, You have a tendency to see young point guards when they're not scoring the ball to kind of shut down and start making unforced errors and really get out of the game. He didn't let that happen. He stayed poised and he did his job. Let's move on and talk a little bit about the UCLA's matchup against the Run and Rebels on Friday night at 8 p.m. at Poly Pavilion. This is a UNLV team that's coming off of two really difficult losses, overtime losses, first against Kansas State and then against Cal. Um, this past, I believe it was, Tuesday night. From what I see from UNLV is in the half court, they got a lot of guys that are looking to catch and just create one-on-one. Um, they got two shooters. I think Antonio from the perimeter from them, it looks to be a catch-and-shoot guy. And then Hardy is a prolific scorer for them. Um, so I think the key on the defensive end for the Bruins is to really play great one-on-one defense. This is a UNLV team that really relies on creating off the dribble, trying to get into the paint. Um, even on the kickouts, they're not really looking to shoot. They're st- these these guys are getting the ball on the kickouts. They're still looking to create off the dribble. So one-on-one defense is going to be key. Two guys that stood out to me for the Rebels are, one is Hardy, the, the, one of their guards. He um, He's definitely their leading scorer. I think he's averaging over 20 points a game. He's a guy who really likes to get the ball up. He's going to... He's going to take a lot of shots, but more importantly, 
if you play good defense on him, he's going to force bad shots. And I think it's key to I think it's one of the biggest keys for the Bruins is to make sure that he doesn't go off because he is capable of scoring 25, 30 points if you let him get hot. So really, really keying on him. And also, I'm interested to see if he does get going a little bit, if the Bruins try to trap any ball screens with him and and get the ball out of his hands. Uh, Another guy that stood out to me was one of their forwards, Tillman. He's a a four-man. He's he seems to be pretty versatile. I saw him knock down a couple jump shots. He's he's got a you know strong body that he uses well in the paint, creating space for himself around the rim. Um, and he also has the ability to put the ball on the ground as well. Like I said before, this is a UNLV team that looks to create a lot off the dribble and looks to score a lot off of one-on-one situations. Because of that, they're very susceptible to turnovers. In their game against Kansas State, they had 25 turnovers and only seven assists. That goes to show you right there. If you play, if you can play good one-on-one defense, they are going to make mistakes and they are going to take bad shots. Against Cal, when I watched that game, I kind of felt like okay, maybe they cleaned it up a little bit. I don't think they had a single turnover in the first half, but then they finished the game with 13 turnovers all in the second half. So. Back to what I was saying, the Bruins really need to concentrate playing great one-on-one defense. That was great analysis. Thank you. (laughs) Um, All right, and I just want to kind of go back to UCLA here for a minute and what the Bruins have done to start the season so far to their 2-0 start. Um, UCLA, all five UCLA starters are currently scoring in double figures, which shows that we have... You know, a lot of parity among our players. We have a lot of continuity. We have a lot of guys that can score and do a lot of different things. We're also sharing the ball well. We're sharing the ball very well. And another interesting stat that stood out to me is UCLA has allowed its fewest points through the first two games of the season since dating back to 2010 and 2011. They've only surrendered 100, 126 total points to their first two games, which is equivalent to 63 points per game. Um, you know, so that's impressive, and yeah, obviously impressive. It, it goes without saying. Like it is Mick Cronin's style of basketball. I think that's what's it, this is what he wants to see, and this is what he wants the Bruins to do to be successful. Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that the first two teams, the the Long Beach State as well as Santa Barbara, are both teams that are capable of scoring. Uh, big numbers. I think both yeah. those teams average in the high high 70s or maybe low 80s last year scoring. So it's good to see the Bruins hold those teams to uh, in the 60s. And I sure. think it's safe to say that both of those teams will probably finish in the upper half of, of the Big West. Yeah, I think Santa Barbara's picked to finish first and then Long Beach State is picked, I think, to finish fifth or sixth. Yes. So two, two, two really form- formidable opponents. Two, yeah, sure. very solid test for the Bruins the first two games of season. Um, I think the Getting back to the preview against UNLV and UCLA tomorrow night at Pauley. Um, a what time? Tip off eight o'clock. Eight o'clock Friday night. I'm not. I'm not expecting a massive crowd being in Westwood on a Friday night at eight p.m. Well, I hope so though. I, I mean, I would, the Bruins are two and zero. You win games, you're successful. The crowd starts to grow. Yeah, um, UNLV so. is one and two heading into the game. UCLA is two and zero. I think a key on the offensive end for the Bruins is continue to hammer the offensive glass this is a team that got killed on the glass against kansas state um earlier this week and then barely edged out uh california golden bears team the other night 
who doesn't have a lot of size. So I think that's a key area of the game where we can really attack and have a great impact. I think if the Bruins continue to um, play with the identity that they've played with with the first two games, I would like to obviously see them get out to a quicker start. But if they just pound the glass, distribute the ball, and knock down open shots and just play their style of ball, I think that we can get this victory. Let's do a quick highlight of some young Bruins in the NBA. We got Zach Levine with the Chicago Bulls having 25 points and five assists the other night against the Knicks. Also, we have Aaron Holiday in his second year having a nice game of 17 points and four assists versus the OKC Thunder. Thank you, Dave, for that highlight. And that will be a continued segment that we look to put towards the end of our shows, just highlighting some of the UCLA Bruins and NBA and how they are playing. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode, and we look forward to having you next time as we do some post-game analysis of the Bruins game against the UNLV Running Rebels, along with a look ahead to the Bruins' next opponent, the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.